Welcome to Awaken and Empower, a podcast dedicated to creating a space for honest and true conversations on self-development, spirituality, and the intricacies of being human. It's hosted by me, Shaylin Ivany. I'm a self-empowerment coach on a mission to help women deepen their connection with themselves so they can live an authentic and meaningful life. And that's my intention with this show as well. This podcast is for anyone who is ready to unlock their inner wisdom and commit to the journey of deeply knowing, embracing, and honoring themselves. Awaken and Empower is a safe space where we can get real and dive deep into big and meaningful topics like identity and spiritual growth, inner work and mental health, and the meaning of the miracle it is to be here, alive and breathing and taking up space. Listen in for soul-centered inspiration, heartfelt advice, and personal stories that will guide you towards awakening your authentic self and living an empowered life. lovelies and welcome back to awaken and empower as always i hope you're doing well and spending your days in ways that feel fulfilling and meaningful to you and if you're not hey that's okay too not every day is going to be a good day so if all you can manage to do some days is just survive i applaud you because sometimes that's just not very easy to do Today I've got a very special episode for you, which I'm so excited to share. It's another conversation episode, which I haven't done for what feels like a very long time. Creating this episode really lit a fire in me and made me realize that I want to do more of these types of episodes because it just fills me up to have conversations like this and to share it with anyone who chooses to listen in. I've had quite a few people in mind that I'd like to have on the podcast, so that's one of my goals for this year in podcasting. I'd like to try to do more conversation episodes, so I hope you're down for that. (laughs) But before we get into today's convo, I just wanted to quickly mention some exciting news. I have a new blog post up on my website. I haven't written or published a blog post in a very long time, not since early 2020 actually, which is crazy. When I first started Living Embrace, it was a blog and I wrote blog posts every week for a long time. And as things started to progress and change shape in my life, I started to put my energy elsewhere. So it feels pretty nostalgic in a way to be putting out a blog post right now. And this particular post is one that I actually wrote a while ago and just never published it for various reasons. The timing just didn't feel right, but my intuition kind of nudged me a little while ago to tell me now is the right time to put it out there. So if you'd like to check it out, it's called Empowered Living, A Heart-Centered Guide to Self-Empowerment. And this blog post goes hand-in-hand with the self-empowerment journaling bundle that I offer. So, yeah, the blog post goes in-depth into what its self-empowerment is. I write about my thoughts on the importance of it. I share my journey of shifting from disempowered living to empowered living. And I share 10 ways to empower yourself. 
This post goes really in-depth and I'm just really proud of it and I hope that it's helpful for anyone who reads it. And yeah, the journaling bundle gives you the space to work with what you learned from the blog post and reflect on how you can bring each of the 10 practices into your own life. I've been offering the journaling bundle for a while and now there's the blog post to go with it. So if you want to check out that post and download the journaling bundle if you haven't already, I'll put those links in the show notes for you. And yeah, I really hope these two resources help you connect with your own self-empowerment in ways that feel authentic to you. If you want to chat about anything in this blog post and journaling bundle or anything else for that matter, as always, my contact info is in the show notes. You can email me at shaylenivany at livingembrace.ca or use the contact me page on livingembrace.ca and you can find me on Instagram at living.embrace. So now on to today's episode. I had the honor and privilege to have someone very special to me on the show. She was my first ever official coaching client, the first woman to invest in me as her coach and to put her trust into me in that way. And now she's just a really good friend of mine. I think of her as one of my soul sisters because we've just always shared a strong spiritual connection, even though we've never met in person. I live in Ontario, Canada, and she lives in Quebec, Canada. So all of our communication has been via video call, and yet we still share such an amazing connection. And now she's building her own coaching practice, and I'm so excited and proud of her. The lovely woman I'm talking about is Alexandra Dimitrovich. Alex is an intuitive life and matrescence coach, a mother of two, a wife, a lawyer, and a certified NLP beginner practitioner. She recently started a blog about motherhood and spirituality, which can be found on her website, alexdcoach.com. She is passionate about everything metaphysical and about raising awareness on maternal mental health, working predominantly with mothers seeking to stop living on autopilot and start living more fulfilling lives. Alexandra's heart-led, empowering nature combined with her pragmatic mind is what sets her coaching apart. By uniting motherhood and spirituality, she helps her clients find deeper meaning in all aspects of their life so they can attract the life that they not only desire, but they deserve. Comparing her coaching sessions with water flowing in a river, her clients have said that she helped them realize their worth, come back to a sense of home, and that her powerful intuitive hits were accurate and helpful during sessions. Alex and I had a really powerful conversation about motherhood, the power of coaching, listening to your intuition. She shared her beautiful self-development story. She talks about what it means to her to be an intuitive life and matrescence coach and how she helps women navigate the transition to motherhood in an intuitive and holistic way. We also talk about how we discovered our soul purposes and so much more. Alex just had so much wisdom and light to share in this conversation. If you're a mother or an aspiring mother, I'm sure you'll get a lot out of this episode. And even if motherhood isn't present for you in this lifetime, I still think you will enjoy this episode. So stick around because we talk about so many empowering things and it was just a conversation really fueled by pure and unapologetic love. So I think it's about time we get right into it. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. 
So here it is, my conversation with Alexandra Dimitrovich. everyone and welcome to a very special conversation episode of the podcast. Today I have with me one of the loveliest and wisest souls I've ever had the pleasure of welcoming into my life. Um, She was my first ever official coaching client and now she's a dear friend of mine who I'm just so grateful for. Uh, Please welcome to the show Alexandra Dimitrovich. Hi Alex. Hi Shailen. Thank you so much for that intro. Yeah, no worries. I'm so happy to have you here. And, um, you know, we've both been looking forward to doing this for quite some time now. And I'm just really excited to chat with you today and to give you the space to share your light with anyone who chooses to listen in, because I know you have a lot of wisdom to share. And I know we're just bound to get into some deep and empowering topics here today. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It really means a lot that you uh, you offer me this space that you uh, share with your listeners. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Um, so before we dive into your story and all of your wisdom, I thought it'd be fun to talk about how we met because um, you and I have always said that, you know, there was some cosmic force of the universe at play that brought us together. Uh, so would you like to share a bit about how we found each other and connected with each other? Yes, of course. I think I really think it was meant to happen. It was one of those things. I was looking up articles, I guess, on just like Google about finding your soul's purpose because I wanted to to start a coaching business around that. So I'm always like, I need to research everything to the, you know, to the max. So I stumbled upon one of your blog posts and I read the blog post. It was like, so insightful and then I was like wait let me just see who this person is right so I I read your bio and everything resonated like to my core I was like oh yeah I see something there like as if I recognized myself in your description Mm. so it was one of those things where I just had to contact you which I wouldn't normally do it was like I think maybe my intuition was just like, you have to talk to this person. So I think I I sent you an email. I don't even know if I, I don't know what I said in that email. I think it was just like, hey, you're really resonate with me. Hi. I think that like, that was something along those lines. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that. I, I love that, you know, it was just like a random Google search, like you said, and it brought you to my website somehow through the you know, however websites are like brought up to the forefront on Google. I still don't understand how that works. <laughs> and I've been <laughs> blogging for so many years, but um, somehow it was on my side that day and you found me. And I love too that you you mentioned that it was just like a hit of intuition because I feel like it was that way for me too when I first reached out to my coach way back when. And, you know, like you said, you just saw something in what I was putting out to the world. And I felt that same way too with the woman who coached me. And I think that's just so important in something like a coaching relationship, right? To be able to see yourself in the person that you're entrusting your your journey into, right? That's so, so important. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially for, I think for coaching, it's very important 
because you have to relate to the person, to your coach or to your client on a certain level for the connection to really work the way it did for us. Yeah. And like the first call we had, I was complete trust in you. So yeah, yeah, we can get into that because that was like the first 90 minutes that we spent together. I can say like that changed my life for real. It's not, oh I'm not gosh. exaggerating. It really did. You're going to make yeah. me cry already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I totally agree. Like, and that really means something to me because just personally, it's really hard for me to feel connected with people just because of who I am. I, I just always found that difficult. So when I find people who I just immediately vibe with and there's an immediate energy connection, like it's just so special, right? It's hard to explain that kind of feeling. And I felt that with you right away. Yeah. I remember that first call. It was so transformative for both of us. And then, you know, we ended up working together for a few sessions and it was just amazing, you know, thinking back from where we started and where you were at in your journey then, and then where you ended up at the end of our sessions and where you are now, it's just so, so beautiful. And it all came from this intuitive hit that you got upon seeing my website. And it's like, wow, like, thank you, universe, whatever was going on there, (laughs) right? (laughs) And that's also a testament to following your intuition. I mean, look what can happen. Mm -hmm. What if I, what if I was too shy? Or, you know, I, I I would just think, what am I going to say to her if I reach out? You know, I have nothing to say. What, what would have happened? I don't know. I don't even want to know. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a good point, too. Because I think you said before, too, just it didn't fully like make sense. It just felt right. And that is intuition, right? It, it doesn't yeah. always have a logical explanation. You know, maybe in that moment you were like, I don't really know why I have to do this, but I have to do this. Right. And that's exactly really your intuition speaking. And it takes a lot of uh, courage and trust to follow that. And I'm really grateful that you did in that instance, because yeah. here we are <laughs> now and I just love you so much. So yes. thank you. Same, same. <laughs> So yeah, that's how we met. Um, And, you know, I know your story, of course. And, you know, I'm still so honored that I get to that, that I got to play a role in it. And then I'm still, you know, seeing your story unfold. Um, So I'd love if you could um, share your story and talk a bit about who you are and where you're at in your life right now. Yes, thank you. So it all started when I was a baby. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a, I guess, I guess it does start a while back, but it's just, I just want to mention that I've ever, I've always knew that I wanted to be a mother. So I think it kind of starts there with me always knowing this. And I think now looking back, I kind of manifested this whole thing because I always knew it sounds so weird. I knew that I wanted to like get married by, I think it was like 24 that I can kind of set in my mind and I wanted to have two kids by 30 and even like at 23, I didn't think these things would happen. And then kind of everything just happened that way. But that was the only certain thing in my life that I would become a mother. And I think, and then I, you know, I went to law school, which I, I didn't vibe with, (laughs) you know, I'm a lawyer today, but I mean, that's my main gig, I guess. Um, But it doesn't resonate with me the way coaching, coaching does. And So fast forward to when I became a mother at 27, I think, which was my dream. I found myself completely lost. I did not know who I was anymore. So I think I was in a complete identity crisis. And that's when everything kind of unraveled from there. Because, and I felt so guilty. (laughs) Like, I just, 
it was the one thing that I always wanted. And how can I not be happy right now? Right. Welcoming a child into the world. And so I think everything kind of started there. And I had a really hard time, especially the first three months, um, adjusting to what it is to be a mother. I didn't even know, I think, what that meant. I, I, everything was kind of put, I had a big exclamation point over my whole life <laughs> at that point. And then I had this vision about three months in maybe of having a space for mothers to come together, to, you know, to share this safe space and to have, I guess I didn't know it back then, but it was like group coaching that I saw, you know, of us sitting in a circle and just talking about our experience of being a mother. And I, at that point, I wasn't ready to make any sort of big life decisions to quit my job and start this business. It was just kind of put in the, on the back burner, but it was still in my head. <laughs> so I went back to work after my mat leave. Um, I think I fell into a depression back then because it, re- like it wasn't easy at all. I kind of knew now what my purpose was and what I really, really, really wanted to do. And getting back to reality in a way, that was very hard for me. Then it was like juggling everything. I had my second child in my 2020 and that was, you know, the start of the pandemic and that was a whole other thing. But now that I had this space again of not working, I kind of started thinking about myself again and what is it that I want to do? And this vision that I had two years prior, it came back and I was like, how am I going to do this? I really, really need to do this. (laughs) I really, I've always felt like I wanted to help people. I didn't know how. And now somehow during that year, again, I was really, my mental state was not good at all. So I, I found a, a therapist. We did some work around there. I think I had a few sessions, but, you know, I, I saw that as like a lot of digging, but not a lot of reconstructing. Mm-hmm. So that's when I, I looked into coaching and I found you and it was like everything. We just built something right out of everything that I, that I dug up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So here I am now. Um, I found, as I mentioned, I found coaching and then I decided that for the space that I wanted to offer mothers, I wanted to also be a coach, you know, to offer that. So yeah, here I am now. Um, <clears throat> I, I did some coaching studies. I got a certificate in uh, NLP and um, yeah, now I'm starting my coaching practice. Yeah. I, I just love, I love that. Thank you for sharing that, um, sharing your story. Cause I think it's a really a testament to um, just the importance of listening to yourself, right? Because you felt all this discomfort within you, even though you were doing this thing that, you know, you had been dreaming of doing your whole life. You had always wanted to be a mom. It all went to plan. And yet there was still something that just didn't feel right. And again, there's that intuition again. Maybe it didn't make sense why it didn't feel right. And you just got to listen to that and follow that. And you did. And now, now look at you, <laughs> you're, just, you're, you're living in alignment with what you actually want and while still being an amazing mom, right? Like you don't have to, I, I, I think you probably believe this too. You don't have to sacrifice yourself just to be a good mom. Right. Oh no. I mean, it's quite the opposite actually. Mm-hmm. I found like the more that you sacrifice and maybe we'll get to that later, but the more you sacrifice yourself as a mother and the more you forget about yourself, your mm. core self, you just, you know, you need that connection to yourself in order to fully present yourself and offer the most of yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that by me following that intuition, you know, I've never lived such authentic, you know, such an authentic version of myself. And I think offering that to my kids, like that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's so important for all mothers to just model that for their kids. Right. Because I feel like, or at least I've seen this in, in, um, in my family dynamics and in older generations, like it's just, it was normal for moms to put everything else first and then, and then care for themselves if there even was time or energy for that. Right. Like I know, you know, my own mother, she put everyone before herself, put everything else before herself. And everyone said she was selfless, right? Like that term selfless was like a compliment. And, you know, I've really thought about that over the years and that term is so wrong. Like, why would you want to be selfless, right? If you just think about that selfless without a self. And yet that term is like the ultimate thing to strive for, not only as a woman, but as a mom, right? Like if you're selfless, you're amazing, right? You're always putting everyone else first. But if you really think about it, being selfless is so damaging to, to yourself, right? Yeah. And I'm also thinking, what kind of example are you setting for your children? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I've been looking into the mother wound and what does that mean? And, and a lot of it is, is exactly that, exactly what you said. We've been, we had this model of being a mother that is selfless. And now you find yourself being a mother and you're like, oh, I, wait a second. I can't take time for myself in the morning. I can't go and have like a 15 minute makeup routine. You know, that this is not okay. My kids, oh my God, they need me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So then when you do take those 15 minutes, you feel bad. Mm -hmm. You feel guilty because it's as if you're taking something away from them, but Mm -hmm. they're completely fine. You know, it's everything is just inside of yourself. It's the way that I think we've been thought that this is what a mother looks like. And a lot of that is part of, you know, what, what's called the perfect mother myth, which I really wanted, you know, um, debunk because there is no such thing as being a perfect mother or human anyway you know yeah yeah I just think you know what you're trying to put out into the world and the work that you're doing is so important because I do feel a shift in the culture about you know what it means to be a mom and moms are really redefining the picture of that you know I think like your generation my generation we're really just taking it taking the power back and taking ourselves back in the act of mothering. Right. And so I just think what you're doing is so important and, you know, you call yourself an intuitive life and, um, oh my gosh, I forget how to say the word. (laughs) Matrescence. Matrescence. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I had to get you to coach me on how to say that (laughs) before we started. (laughs) And I already forgot. Matrescence. You're an intuitive life and matrescence coach. So can you explain what that title means to you and maybe talk a bit about as a coach, who do you help and how do you help them? Yes. Yes. Thank you. I like to, to explain the title by deconstructing it. So, Mm -hmm. because it is kind of, you know, like what, what is this? So the intuitive part is really about me using my intuition in my sessions. So, you know, we're all intuitive, of course. Um, I'm not special in any way. I just decide to act up on those intuitive hits. And, you know, it's really incredible because for the women that I've had the honor to coach, like I, 
I get these pictures sometimes or words that come up. And when I do share them, they really like they resonate and it actually helps to move the sessions along. So it's just, it's fascinating to me. And, you know, just as a sideline, as a side, side note, um, I really, the more that I develop my intuition, because I think it's kind of like a muscle so that the more you actually act up on those hits and you actually do something about it, the stronger you get and the more fascinating life gets. Because here I am like thinking, you know, I, I just realized this week that all these hits that maybe I've had along the years that I never acted upon, they were like not in my imagination. It was not me that we're just making up random thoughts and pictures. They actually had a meeting, maybe for me, maybe for somebody else. So it's just, it really has revolutionized the way that I, I live my life. <laughs> mm. So in coaching, but also outside of it, but in coaching specifically. Yeah. So that's what it means to me is that I'm going to voice um, my intuitive hits with my clients. If they, uh, you know, if they're okay with that, of course, I always ask for their permission first, but yeah, I find it's really magic comes out of that. Um, as for the life part. Uh, so, you know, I say I work with mothers mostly, but I really want to have a holistic approach to this because we can't just talk about motherhood. Mm. You know, our life is more than just being a mother. You have a, maybe, a, you know, you have a career, you have um, relationships in your life. So it's really about looking at the whole picture. I'm not just going to focus on one specific topic mm -hmm. and matrescence, which matrescence means the process of becoming a mother. So in the, in the way that adolescence kind of takes you from being a child to being an adult, matrescence is you start with not being a mother and then you are a mother, but that process. So it's identity shifts, you know, it's everything changes for you on a societal level. Now you have the, this term, you know, you're a mother. Uh, spiritually, physically, emotionally, everything changes. So matrescence addresses that. It's a, um, it's this term that was developed, uh, I think back in the 80s or 90s to, to explain this phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know that that's normal, that can be quite disturbing. Like for me, it was, right? The first time that I became a mother, I had no idea what was going on with me. And when actually I was going through this matrescence period, which is undefined in time, it doesn't have to be like just for your first child. You know, I think I, I, I dealt with this with my second too. Mm -hmm. And as they grow, as you know, our relationship changes, there's always that part of, you know, what it means to become a mother of a two-year-old, of a 15-year-old, you know, it's an ongoing process. So I do help mothers with that respect to just make sense of what's going on, you know, voice their fears, their feelings about being mothers, Ident identifying everything that's changing and how to navigate that. Because mm -hmm. if you're going at it without knowing this is normal, it's, it's very hard. Yeah. 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 I love that because, you know, I'm not a mother yet. I hope to be one one day. And uh, I just, you know, seeing the stories of others and um, I can see that, you know, obviously motherhood is a huge shift in so many ways. It's a big change, you know, not even just physically, you're physically growing a human, which is insane. Like women are just incredible. We grow yeah. life like what? So <laughs> that in itself is incredible. And then also all the mental, emotional, even spiritual changes that come with transitioning into motherhood, you know, going through matrescence and going through that shift it's just there's so much to it and I'm sure a lot 
comes up in that process just within oneself within the mother um and i think too it's just uh it might be you know a kind of an isolating experience sometimes too like if you don't have the right support or the right community and i just love that you're you know now offering this kind of safe space for women to just explore everything that's going on right and to kind of talk out everything that's coming up because you know you mentioned earlier something called the mother wound. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could talk more about that. Like, what is the mother wound? Yeah, I'm not an expert in it at all. I'm just, mm-hmm. it kind of, it's its one of those words that came to me intuitively, Yeah, which means go look that up, go find out more <laughs> about this. But uh, so I kind of, I started doing that. I think to sum it up for, from what I get is everything that was passed uh, from generations, you know, from our mothers, grandmothers, and it's that way of being a, a, a woman, actually, and a mother. What does that mean? And as we said before, it has a lot to do with self-sacrificing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that um, maybe our mothers didn't take care of themselves, their, you know, <clears throat> them, their self with a capital S. Yeah. And how that was passed down to us. So how we today as women and mothers, we don't fully express ourselves, you know, we kind of, we're the good girl and, you know, we want to please everybody and, you know, kind of that, I don't want it to be stereotypical, but, you know, in a way it's everything that was passed and you kind of get this picture right in your head when, when you say like the self-sacrificing woman, you're like, oh, you, you take care of everybody else. And, and I think that has left us really depleted. And there's also like a void that's felt. And when you become a mother, it's my belief that that void, it kind of, it gets bigger in a way you are where you are supposed to be. You know, you always wanted to be a mother. Maybe you're, you know, you feel content and you feel that void. I feel like more than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that void. That's the self that's now like, Hey, you've never stopped to think about yourself. And now it screams in your face because you don't sleep. You tend to somebody else. Someone is always on you, touching you. You have no physical space, no emotional space, you know, no mental space anymore. Mm -hmm. And that little void, you know, it kind of, it creeps up on you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's when mothers, they also tend to feel, to to burn themselves out, Mm -hmm. you know, by not having any space and by shutting down, you know, that part of themselves, mm-hmm. that authenticity and this, the self with a capital S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, I can imagine motherhood is just such a, um, I don't know if this is the right way to phrase it, but like a test of your identity. Like it really just, I, 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 can, I can imagine it brings up a lot of your wounds, you know, maybe some triggers, maybe some trauma. Like I'd love to hear your experience of that. Like how, I know you kind of talked a bit about at the beginning, Mm -hmm. but how did the mother wound show up for you? And how do you think you were able to help yourself kind of heal that wound? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, motherhood, I always say like it has, it's the best test. You said test, but yes, that is, it is exactly a test because you have so many triggers. Like even just your screaming toddler, that's a trigger because why is he screaming right now? You know, and maybe the sound of it <laughs> annoys you, but <laughs> it's just constant. You're constantly faced 
with your wounds constantly. They're like walking around you, (laughs) you know, and, and what, when it hit me the most, I'm going to tell you this short story. It Mm -hmm. was when my daughter, so my second child, she was a few months old. And ever since she was born, you know, she was screaming a lot. Like, I don't know this girl. She's like, I, I, I love her because she does not take, you know, from anybody. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as she came out, she was like, I'm living my life on my own terms. And if I don't agree, you know, so she was screaming a lot at, at first. And, and, you know, there's a whole other thing with me and connect, connecting to her as a daughter. And there's a whole topic around that, but I was just so irritated and I wasn't sleeping and she was constantly screaming and it was so hard. And I was kind of, you know, you could tell that I was irritated because I would do this, oh, like, mm. And the way that I would say her name would be in an irritating way. And my son, who was maybe three at that time, he started imitating me. And when he did that, when he imitated my irritated voice, that hit me to my core. And I was like, is this what I sound like? Is this how I mother? And that really, that shook me. And I was like, okay, this is not okay. I have to do something about myself because Mm -hmm. I can't. I can't show this and I can't be this way. Like it really, you know, when, when you see it in the mirror, it's reflected back to you so strongly. I was like, okay, this is like, that's when I knew I had to change something. So that's when I took steps to get out of that mind, you know, that, that state of mind and my mindset that I was just like so irritated all the time. And this is not something usually mothers want to admit, you know, that they're Mm -hmm. irritated with their kids. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it's normal. <laughs> so, you know, um, I think what I did, it was first of all, self-awareness that made me that really, when he did that, that was really making me being self-aware. So I think I started there being conscious of what I say, how, what I say in my head to myself, you know, the thoughts that come up and how I act on them. Yeah. So as soon as I get irritated, how do I, what do I do then? You know, mm-hmm. is it gonna, is everybody around me gonna know that I'm irritated or can I just like take a breather and, you know, start over? Um, so I think it all started with that. And then to be honest, I don't even know what else I did. Like it, it started with that and I was just, oh yeah, I remember now. It was about surrender. It was about the fact that it's hard and I'm gonna admit to myself that this is hard. And that I can't be perfect all the time mm-hmm. because I really was struggling with connecting to her. And I wanted to be always like, always know what she wants, you know, why she's screaming. I have to know, I have to remedy the situation. I have to give her what she wants or, you know, I have to figure it out. And I was putting so much pressure on myself to figure it out. And I think when I realized that, that I, I can't be perfect. <laughs> and again, you know, with that perfect mother, like I really, yeah. really wanted to be perfect. I wanted to be attuned with her at all times, you know, know exactly what was going on. And when I realized that's just impossible, (laughs) Mm -hmm. then I kind of surrendered to the process of being her mother Mm -hmm. and just like, this is what it is. And, you know, the most amazing thing happened is that she stopped screaming. Wow. When I, when I let myself just live in the moment instead of in my head of what I should be doing in that moment, she stopped screaming and 
she started sleeping. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that for me, it was a huge wake up call as to the fact that I, with my mind and my state of being, I was affecting her energy and I had to shift that. So as soon as I shifted my energy around her, she changed mm-hmm. and she was sleeping through the night and screaming less. And now she's like, she never screams. I mean, she's like, I mean, she's an angel, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, just to say that the way that I was mothering my energy, like they all felt it, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I shifted that within myself, it was like a ripple effect in my house. Mm-hmm. And the whole energy of the house shifted. It's crazy. Wow. I got chills when you just said <laughs> that she just stopped screaming. When, as soon as you made that shift within yourself, yeah. things started shifting around you. And that's so true. It, it really, any shift in your life starts with that self-awareness, like you said. And then, yeah, a sense of surrender to what is, you know, just honoring what is instead of forcing it to be something else right and just that energy shift in itself is just so powerful and it you know it's it's also very attuned to your own energy and what you want to welcome into your your space into your orbit and I just think that's such a testament you know that story is such a testament to just yeah the importance of self-awareness and then to surrender and um I can imagine that was so powerful for you to like to actually see tangible, you know, results of that shift, right? To see it in your child, like that's wow. Um, yeah, it was incredible. And also, I mean, I have been fighting with this for over eight months. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was kind of like, oh man, you know, for eight months it was yeah. like it was so tough, and I wasn't sleeping. And just like the moment, it's really magical when you think about it. Mm-hmm. The moment that I shifted like that energy within myself, everything changed. Mm-hmm. And she, like, we were sleeping. And that was incredible for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, ask any new mom, how much do you value sleep? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so just that mere, you know, just the fact that she started sleeping again and she wasn't crying in the night and screaming at, you know, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think yeah. it's really powerful. Yeah, I think so too. And I feel like, you know, we can all do that, right? We can all tend to our energy in that way and bring about shifts in our life that way. You know, I think we're all kind of conditioned to look at um, doing things tangibly in order to bring about results in our life when really we can just focus on our energy and our, you know, our mindset and everything that's happening within us. And that shift within us can bring about shifts in our life. And, um, I just believe that so much. So I love that you bring that into you, into your work and your coaching and your life as well. Just, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really important. And, um, you know, one of the things that you talk about a lot and that you share about very openly on social media and stuff is how you deal with, um, uh, how you, how you handle it when your children are sick, because, you know, you and I talk about this a lot. I feel like every time you and I talk, your kids are sick again because <laughs> they're young, right? And, you know, they're in daycare and, you know, young kids get sick. So I was just wondering if you could share a bit about how you deal with that. Because I'm sure, especially with, you know, moms with young kids, that's something that they're always dealing with. And I'd love to, if you could share your perspective of how to, you know, carry yourself through that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. That's a great question. I do talk a lot about that just because that's my reality currently. Yeah. So my kids are, my daughter, she's almost two and my my son, he's four and they do get sick very often, especially first 
year of daycare and it always makes me so anxious mm. like that part of me I mean I've always struggled with anxiety I think for you know since forever but that anxiety really 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 um increases when they're sick and you know in my head I immediately think there's something like deeply wrong with them and like oh my god like it's just a bite right she just has like a, a fever and I'm like oh no maybe her brain is gonna be impacted you know like typical your typical anxious mind that is gonna feed you the worst 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 scenarios mm-hmm. you know maybe she falls and she trips and then she hurts her head as all kids do like every day mm-hmm. and immediately I'm like oh my god maybe she has a concussion now I have to it's crazy (laughs) and I mean it's not crazy it's you know this is what really happens every single time that they're sick and what I started doing is that I started just taking these thoughts and thinking okay so what in reality can I notice you know is she like vomiting passing out you know what I mean like just a reality check that's like first thing that I do so I'm like, okay, she just has a, a fever. I'll give her Tylenol, you know, just like bring it back to the outside of reality and not what's in my head. So that's the first thing that I do. And then I kind of just tune into my intuition. I'm like, okay, so what should I do? You know, there's like, your intuition is just like, it's just a tiny whisper, you know, as opposed to your anxiety, which screams at you and like with this aggressive voice. Now, that's just how it is for me anyway. And so my intuition is like a little whisper. So you kind of have to quiet your anxious mind. And I feel like this is something I shared recently where I kind of see my anxiety as like a cloud of like bad, you know, bad energy and like just words and screams and stuff like that. And I just kind of shrink it. It's really an imaginative process of just picturing it shrinking as like, then I could just grab it and, you know, put it somewhere Mm. and it's just that visual that's for for me anyway everybody has their own visual you know but for me that's what I do and I just kind of damper it down until I can hear my intuition because with you know when you're in that fog and when you're in that cloud you just can't hear anything just like the screaming in your head Mm -hmm. so I just kind of tone that down and and I listen to you know my what I really have to do which my intuition is going to tell me she's fine you know just like the, that little whisper of oh, it's just a cold, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's what I do. I think it, you really, but again, you have to be self-conscious about the fact that you are having these thoughts and they're not based in reality. Mm-hmm. So I think it starts there by noticing what's in your head. What are the, the thoughts that I'm thinking right now when I see my, my kid coughing, you know? Yeah. Especially now it's so hard. I go, oh my God, I know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> I know the virus, <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah. Let's just, you know, quiet that down a little bit to see what's really going on. Yeah. Yeah. I love that contrast you made with intuition as opposed to anxiety, because I feel the same way. I've lived with anxiety my whole life and anxiety really is a shouting in your head. It's a a jumble of just all these, you know, worries and fears and doubts and everything. But intuition, you got to get quiet to hear the intuition, right? It is a whisper. It, but it's always there. It's always waiting for you to just tune into it and hear it. And anxiety is always going to be there too, to just try to drown it out. Right. And it really takes that conscious awareness of taking a step back, like you said, looking or really listening to all the thoughts in your mind and bringing yourself back to that intuition, you know, packaging up that anxiety, putting it somewhere else and focusing on the intuition because 
you know, um, I heard somewhere that it's our pain is not because of what we experience in life. Our pain is because of the meaning we give to it or something like that, right? Mm, like, yeah. yeah, it's we are meaning making machines, right? That's how we make sense of the world. And a lot of our inner pain can just be chalked up to the meaning that we're giving to a situation and not the situation itself because everything is neutral. It's just the meaning we give to it that gives it either a negative or a positive connotation, right? Um, I forget who said that, but I've heard that in multiple iterations and that just makes so much sense. And that makes sense so much in, you know, the situation of having sick children as well, right? Like your mind goes a million different places and gives it a million different meanings. And, you know, you just got to look at it for what it is not for what it might be or what it could be or, or anything like that. Just let or accept it for what it is and let the whisper of your intuition guide you. I think that's so, I mean, I, I can imagine it's not easy to do that, but it's so it takes um, practice. powerful. I mean, I'll tell you, yeah. it takes practice. I mean, to this day, I still get so anxious, Yeah, but it takes me very, you know, it takes me less time than it did to quiet my anxious mind. It used to follow me for like weeks. Mm -hmm. No, whenever something, whenever I would get one of those, you know, things, I don't even know how to call it, but like, sometimes I used to get like days of crippling anxiety Mm -hmm. and that would follow me for a week or two where I'll be in that state of, you know, that fight, flight or freeze response. I don't know, like adrenaline. I would have like heart palpitations you know, for weeks, Mm -hmm. for one, maybe one thing that happened or a thought that kind of went in, you know? And, um, so now, I mean, to be honest, it's like in a few minutes, I'm like, I'm good. I'm back to like a calm state, which that's the work it's never going to disappear. I'm always going to get that (laughs) anxiety. Mm -hmm. And maybe it comes up multiple times a day, but I am better at quieting it and listening to my intuition much better than I used to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That is that is the work, like you said. And I, I just love that you share about that aspect of motherhood a lot and share so openly about it because, you know, it's just relatable, I can imagine, for any mother out there, especially with young kids. So I love that you share that. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about intuition and uh, the place of that in one's, you know, journey. And I think that kind of plays into something else I wanted to talk to you about, which is, you know, the concept of a soul purpose. You and I talk about that a lot, you know, together. Yeah. And that's really how you found me, right? You did a, a Google search on how to discover your soul purpose. And <laughs> that was a lot of what our work together was based on when I was coaching you. And I was just wondering if you could share, you know, what that term means to you and, how how did how did you know that you connected with your soul purpose and yeah i just love to hear your thoughts on on that yeah thank you i i'm so passionate about this subject and anything like spiritual i just you know and that's part of how i know that i'm you know i aligning with my soul's purpose because it's something that you know i come alive whenever i i i read or i i talk about this so mm-hmm. what it means to me my soul's purpose i think you know i think we all have a soul's purpose and i think like the the baseline for everybody is about love you know in any way shape or form that might take and for me you know i think i always knew that my it's 
it's weird. Maybe, I don't know. It's something that is indescribable for, you know, in words, but I always knew that I wanted to help other people. Mm -hmm. So for me, my soul's purpose is to help others. You know, I truly believe that. So um, I think everybody has some sort of iteration of that because we are meant to live in community and to share love and to experience love. You know, I, that's something I, I really believe that. So maybe before incarnating in this life, that's what I, this is what I believe. I think we all kind of know what we want to learn and what we want to experience in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I think there's like a, a main purpose, kind of like a theme, you know, in your life. Like, this is how I see it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you are meant to do this, like this in this lifetime, my soul decided that I wanted to be of service, you know? Mm-hmm. So then of course, when you are living your life, you have, you know, full authority to do whatever you want. I don't, I don't think that you know, you make all decisions prior and then you come here and you just act it out and you sit on your couch and everything's going to happen for you. I think you really have to take aligned action, but to take aligned action, I think you kind of have to realize or to get in touch with that purpose. Yeah. And it's hard when you're not in touch with it or you don't even know what that is. Right. Mm -hmm. Then I think people struggle when they don't know what their soul's purpose is. And it doesn't have to be something super specific. Like it doesn't have to be my soul's purpose is to design a new mattress. You know, it's, it's not like that. It's just knowing the general theme of your life. You know, mm-hmm. is it art? Is it to help? Is it support? Is it to be a mother? You know, and, you know, maybe it, it could be anything, really. I think it always has that underlying theme or the baseline of love mm-hmm. and community. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I knew that I was in alignment with that, it was when time and space kind of evaporated, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt an expansion from my, my chest. Like, I, I don't know why I always had this feeling that my soul was in my chest. This, this is just like so random, but <laughs> ever since I'm a kid, I always felt because I know where it started. It started when I was like kind of depressed and I felt like it hurt in my chest. And I was like, you know what? This is where the soul should be. I don't know. I was like 15 or something like that. And I was, I was thinking, oh yeah, I think that's where it is. I don't know why I was thinking, where is the soul in the body? You know, I always, I was super interested in these questions. So anyway, <laughs> I'm digressing, but um, yeah. So when I finally did things that I loved, which is aligning with my soul's purpose, I felt this expansion from my chest. As if like there was a flower there, a little bud, and it bloomed wide open, you know? And I think, I think that's when you know that you are, you know, aligning yourself with that soul's purpose. It's just something inside of you. I felt it physically where I was like, and I felt it, I don't know, spiritually, I guess. Like I could, I could work on something that I love for like 20 hours. I'm not, I'm not even joking, but this is just how I am. I have no more notions of space and time and what I have to do and I have to eat and whatever. I'm just like in it, mm-hmm. transcending everything else. And that's when I think you're really acting on your soul's purpose. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's so beautiful. And I feel like I had a similar experience myself when I think for me too, it was really a slow unfolding over time. And then it culminated in that moment of 
that feeling of expansion within myself. It really, it's hard to put to words, but I will never forget the moment that I just knew like, this is it. Like, this is the thing that I've been searching for, or that has been searching for me my whole life. Like this is, I I didn't really have the words for it back then, but it was my sole purpose. And, you know, it, it, it came after, you know, I took my own steps to learn more about what coaching is and learning more about the kind of uh, impact you can make with it, the kind of life you can lead, all that kind of stuff. And it just hit me in one moment. And yeah, expansion is a great way to put it. I, I was just brought to tears. It was like this inner knowing. And yeah, it's just hard to explain, but you know it when you feel it, like it just feels yeah. right in your in your bones like it's it's it doesn't make logical sense and i'm struggling to explain it now because i think it transcends logical sense like mm-hmm. like you said it's very transcendent it's expansive and um it's it's just hard to explain it it transcends you know the the boxes that we humans try to make to make sense of the world like it it doesn't fit in a box right so yeah um and uh, it is very spiritual like I felt like back then I wasn't as into spirituality as I am now but in that moment like that was really the first moment I felt connected to spirit and to my intuition without even knowing that I was like now that I have the perspective and the knowledge I can look back and be like yeah that was a very cosmic spiritual moment um and you know it it just came because of me, you know, surrendering to what came to me. You know, I wasn't actively searching for it. Like I had been, you know, I've shared this before. And um, after I graduated university, I was forcefully looking for my purpose. You know, I was obsessively looking for my purpose and I never found it. And then when I finally just did the inner work and started to surrender a bit without even really realizing that I was surrendering Mm. that's when it came to me because I had opened myself up I wasn't forcing anything anymore and that's still something I'm trying to work on now as you know I'm trying to um, help women through my coaching and grow my business like I find myself forcing things a lot and you know wishing things are going faster or I was, you know, creating more quote unquote success quicker, but that's just a force mindset. And that I know that won't attract the kind of abundance that I'm looking for. And it, it it's tough, but sometimes you just got to surrender. Uh, I think that's such a powerful word, a powerful practice. And I love that, you know, it sounds like you really brought that into your life as well. Yeah. But I mean, it's so hard for sure because it's hard to surrender and to trust Mm -hmm. that things will happen the way they must. And maybe they're going to happen in a way that you don't like. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's hard. But I think, yeah, I think it's really magical when you do surrender. Like you said, like it it brought you to to your purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think when in the act of surrendering, that's when you are that spiritual being. you know, in this human body, because your mind will, you know, I think your mind, I see it like the, your ego and your mind through your human body, this brings you back to reality. Mm -hmm. 
and your soul is that, you know, that intuition or that surrendering. And so when you're in the act of surrendering, it's as if you bring, you know, consciousness or, you know, a higher consciousness source, whatever you want to call it, you bring it here in physical form Mm -hmm. and it kind of acts through you. So surrendering for me, it's just letting that, you know, act through me. Mm. Yeah. It's hard because your mind, I mean, you always want to control everything. Yeah. Right. Um, because that's the way we, we have been brought up. I think, you know, it's, oh, this yeah. is how society works. You've got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> do the thing, do the thing. But sometimes you just have to do less and be more and just, yeah. You know, yeah. It's up. that feminine and masculine, right? You got to yeah. lean deeper into the feminine because um, our society is just, hyper masculine and we need the masculine energy too it's just definitely there's definitely an imbalance in society and you know i hope people like us are kind of bringing about a shift and and encouraging more of the the feminine in the world um and yeah so you know from i want to talk a bit about coaching in itself so from your own experience you know as a client and now as a coach building your practice what are your thoughts on the role of receiving coaching in, you know, someone's self-development, self-empowerment journey. Yeah. I think coaching is, I mean, preaching to the choir here, maybe, you know, but I think (laughs) coaching is just such a powerful thing for me. It's the most powerful way of helping somebody that I, that I experienced myself Mm -hmm. because what, and this is what I like about coaching is not as much as what happened in the past, is about today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And this is really what matters, right? It's what are you going to do today? This is what, you know, th- I, personally, this is what I feel. Like I can do as much digging into my childhood as I possibly could. But now what? And I think I've said this to you in our coaching sessions also. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, now what? What am I going to do with all this? How do I grow from here? How do I build up from here? And I think that's what coaching does. And that's why it's so beautiful. You know, I think there's a saying that goes somewhere like the only, the only time you have is now or something like that, you know, like, what are you going to do today? And I think coaching helps somebody to make sense of everything that happened and take it from there. Mm -hmm. So for me, I know when, when I was your client, it was a lot about that, about, okay, I know all these things that happened and, you know, you definitely helped me dig a little bit more in the meaningful, you know, events or circumstances that brought me to where I am today. But now what? (laughs) Yeah. So you did help me with that. And I think when you're in something, it's hard to see your blind spots. So your coach is always gonna, you know, is better at seeing them for you. And maybe bringing them up like, hey, you know, (laughs) tell me about this thing. So I think it's powerful in the way in the sense that it brings you back to reality and it brings you back to today and to your power also mm-hmm. like, don't, you know, these things happened and today you have the power today to change your life. Yeah. So, you know, how can I help you in doing that? Mm-hmm. Isn't that such an empowerful, you know, empower, like how do, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's empowering. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And, you know, I've mentioned this before on on the podcast, but um, I've had 
several women come to me and be like, therapy just didn't work for me. It wasn't what I was looking for. And that's not to knock therapy. I think therapy is so important and it, it, it serves its purpose. I just feel like coaching offers something different and it offers something that maybe a person doesn't even realize they need until they're receiving it. And it is really about asking that question. What now? Like I have all the, all these, all this knowledge of myself, or I'm building all this knowledge of myself. What do I do with it? And I love how, how you phrased it that way. Cause it really is about bridging that gap between where you are now and where you want to be. Right. And that's really what coaching is in a nutshell. Um, and I like what you said earlier too, about how, you know, therapy is about digging into the past and coaching really helps you reconstruct the future. Like that's really what it does. It's, it's a reconstruction and, um, that can be so powerful to, um, allow yourself the, what I think is a sacred partnership. Like I, um, I think a coaching relationship is a sacred partnership and, you know, I'm just still so thankful that like you were my first official client because um, I, it was just such a beautiful experience to see you grow in the way that you did. And then also for me personally to grow myself, because I felt like I learned so much from our time together, not just as a coach, but just as a human, as, as a woman, like it was just very, very sacred and I will forever, forever cherish it. And I, it's, it's very special when someone trusts you in that way, when someone trusts, you know, when, when a client trusts you to be let into their journey in such an intimate way. And I'm sure you're experiencing that now with starting to work with clients too. Yeah. It's just very special to be let in, you know, every single woman I've worked with has said, I have never talked about this with someone before. You're the first person I've talked to about this. Like that is special. That is yes. <laughs> something that I would never take for granted. And I, I cherish it and I honor it. And I'm sure you do too. And I think the coaching that you offer, the coaching that I offer is very spiritual based. It's very mm-hmm. embodied. And we're not just looking for surface level results here. We are looking to, to build the self-awareness because that's always the first step yeah. because from that self-awareness can bloom the future that you want to create for yourself. Right. And, um, I'm just, I'm just so excited for you to start, uh, working with people, with women, with mothers and, you know, helping them through whatever they're going through, because I just know that the way that you live your life, the, the light that you have within you, it's just so important and people need to, to receive it because you're just a beautiful person. (laughs) Thank you so much. I love you so much. (laughs) I love you too. You know, that's one of the things too. Like when we got together, like it's, and and I felt, I remember feeling strange about this and I wasn't sure if I, I I should tell you, but I just felt love for you. Mm. And you know, it's crazy because in our society, I mean, that's, you know, I see it and like love is not something that you say lightly. You know, you don't mm-hmm. just walk around saying to people like, I love you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But from like the first chat that we had, I felt like I loved you. And I didn't want that to sound like weird. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's not typical that you would just say to somebody that. But yeah, this is really what I felt. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks to our connection that we had. 
yeah you know that soul connection that we made yeah and uh, I also wanna, oh I'm sorry I no no go ahead I just coaching is also so important I think because it's so hard to do this alone yeah you know and so I think building connections like we had it makes it so much easier yeah you know because mm-hmm. I could journal all day long I could and I'm going to get some answers, you know, but man, <laughs> the mm-hmm. support that you get with a coach and that connection that you build, that's irreplaceable. And it's, you know, it's so, so valuable. Yeah. 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 So I'm I so totally thankful. agree. Like, I'm so thankful for you also. How is it? I'm so, you know, thank God. I found you and you were my first coach. Like this set the bar up because, you know, it could have been just anybody that was like, hey, what's your goal in life? And like, mm-hmm. let's, let's, you know, which is cool. But with you, you know, I'm, that's why I'm so thankful for, for being your, having been your client because it was more than that. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, it was about spirituality, which is so important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, I'm getting emotional now. So (laughs) I just, I totally agree with you. It was really, it was really based in love from the start. And, you know, I think we, we should all just be more comfortable with being, being in the act of love. Like it's, we are love at our core. Like we're based in love and to express that to someone else, even if they're not someone you're like in a romantic relationship with, or they're not your family member, like it's okay. We can love each other. If we need more love in the world, let's be honest, we need more love. So I love, I love that we have that love together. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I'm just wondering, as we are kind of starting to wrap up here, do you have any words of wisdom you'd like to share with any mothers or moms to be or aspiring mothers like myself um what's one piece of advice or guidance that has been most helpful to you in your mothering journey thank you for giving me this opportunity to yeah to voice my my message um i think the one thing that i would say and it's going to sound very simple is that you are a human being (laughs) When you stop and you think about that, like you're not somebody's servant, you know, you're not less than your kids. You are a human being. Therefore, you matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the one single, like that's the one advice that I would have to give mothers. Yeah. Like we tend to forget that we matter too. You know, we, and I mean, first, I, I, I don't know if it transpired through this whole conversation, but I sure hope that people understand that I think motherhood is the most special thing that like for me, I can't even talk about motherhood because I'm going to start crying because I love, I love, I love being a mother. Mm-hmm. I love everything about it. It's so hard, but I love everything about it. And my kids are like number one for, you know, there's no words that can describe the love that I have for, for my kids and the connection that we have. And so I hope, you know, I don't want to sound like a mom that's just like, oh, the motherhood is so hard because it is hard, but it's also the most beautiful thing that you'll ever experience in my opinion. And so 
from that place, I think it's easy to forget, to forget that we exist Mm -hmm. because we just love them so, so much. And you just want to do everything right by them. You want them to have everything. You want them to be good, safe, okay, all the time, no matter what, you know, no conflict, no nothing. You want it to be perfect for them. And in doing that, which is like so honorable in itself, but in doing that, you forget that you exist. You're just like a vehicle for them, you know? And that's when you lose yourself in motherhood, I think. And you lose your sense of identity. Like, what do I love, you know? What do I like to do for myself? You know, who am I? So just of just recognizing that you are your own being and that you matter is taking back that power to say, yes, I am a mother and I'm a very good mother. And I am also me. And I love dancing. I love music. I love arts. You know, like you matter and it's okay for you to take the space to take care of you in mothering your children. And I think that also gives them a beautiful example of what it means to honor themselves, to love themselves, to care for themselves. You know, so don't think that by taking time, like that 15 minutes in the morning for your makeup routine, which is you taking care of yourself and doing something you enjoy, that you're taking anything away from them. You know, if anything, you're giving to them an example of a woman who who likes to just do something to make her feel good, you know, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like when I'm a mom, I'm going to come to you for coaching because (laughs) (laughs) I really, I need to draw on your wisdom. (laughs) I just think you have so much important things to share for women, for mothers, for everyone. I just, I just thank you for sharing that. Um, and you also just launched an ebook, which I have read. And even though I'm not a mother, I loved it. And I thought it was really well done and really encapsulated who you are and what you're offering as a coach. And it, I, I can imagine it would be so helpful for, for mothers out there. Um, so can you talk about what inspired this project and how it can help women and mothers? Yeah, thank you. Uh, the ebook, I love doing it, by the way. It was like, so, uh, you know, a little project of mine, but I really wanted to share what I knew for, and I wanted this information to be available to everybody. Mm-hmm. So, because I just think it's so important. And I was thinking, you know, if I can put into this little ebook, what I learned and what has helped me tremendously to go from being that burnt out, irritating mom to where I am today, um, which like, I feel like I've never been better in my entire life, you know? So if I can help um, somebody just, you know, through that process, I'm like, this is amazing. So what I put in that ebook is things that I learned by just the things that I've been through and the techniques or the tools that I used to get me from where I was back then to where I am today. And like we said before, it started with self-awareness. It started with what are the thoughts in my, in, you know, in my head. And it, it's, uh, I think I have four tips in there and I kind of explain it a little bit and then I give some practical tools. And so it's about self-awareness. It's about protecting your energy. It's about, which one is the other one? 
I forgot. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, creativity. Creativity was that's, one of them. Yeah, that's the one at the end that I, I love, but there's yeah. one that's missing. Wait a second. I wrote this thing. I should know. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Self awareness is the first one. And then raise your vibes is right. tip number two. Thank you. Yeah. Raise your vibes. And then it's protect your energy and creativity. Yes. Yeah. And I think. Yeah. And there are the, the tips are all things that we, we spoke about, I think, in our chat here today. Um, and creativity, I just want to say that's the last one. And I love that one mm-hmm. because, oh my goodness, like when I started doing anything creative and I, I never thought that I was a creative person because I thought that meant I had to have like artistic talent and be a great painter or, you know, something like that. But no, it doesn't mean that, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I started being creative and like, whatever it was, just drawing little flowers on like a paper. It just made me feel so good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that has to do a lot of with your feminine energy of just like creating and letting yourself be in that, in that flow of just, you know, forgetting everything else and being in the present moment and just creating something that you find beautiful. You know, it's also, I, I talk about the fact that my favorite thing to do is to dance mm-hmm. and like just put on whatever music and move your body in the way that you want. You know, it's not a choreography. It's nothing. It's just like you moving your body the way you want. I see that as being creative also. Mm-hmm. And I think these are tools just to embody, you know, all your growth and you just need to bring it out into the world in your body. Mm-hmm. So by doing these things, uh, I really think it helps to get us out of that state of feeling like burnt out, like you never take care of yourself, you know, like yeah, stressed out, tired all the time. Just three minutes, a song, move your body the way you want it mm-hmm. and see the difference, like notice the difference, how you feel after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's powerful in itself. Yeah, yeah. All four tips in the ebook were so powerful and even just how the book looks as well like it's so beautiful and I just felt this sense of calm overcome me as I was reading it I don't know it's hard to explain but I just I think the way you created it too is just very very calming and very intuitive in a way I think and it's just so well done so I highly recommend it to any new moms aspiring moms women in general (laughs) download this book (laughs) this ebook and yeah I just I just love it and I love that you put out your knowledge in this way so I could talk to you all day long but (laughs) I think it's been over an hour or so so I guess we should wrap things up unfortunately (laughs) Um, but where can people connect with you and learn more about what you offer as an intuitive life and mattress sense coach Yes, thank you. So I'm on Instagram uh, at the mothering myth, separated by dots, the dot mothering dot myth. And I'm also, I have my website, which is Alex D, the letter D, coach.com. So for now, I'm, I'm, I'm there. And uh, on my website, you can find the ebook, you can download it for free, which I encourage everybody to do if it can help you just, you know, for like the tiniest, tiniest thing, that one tip that you can take out of that or one tool. That'd be amazing. And yeah, on Instagram, I'm just, I'm having fun with it. (laughs) 
funny reels or whatever. I kind of share a little bit of my, uh, my day today and just some knowledge here and there. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you share on Instagram. I love everything you post. It's great. And (laughs) yeah, I'll put all of that in the show notes for anyone who's interested in your website and your Instagram. Highly recommend Alex. So check her out and yeah, just thank you again for coming on today and sharing your wisdom. I'm so grateful for you. And I have a feeling that, you know, everything we talked about today, I hope it impacts anyone who's choosing to listen in. So thank you. Thank you so much, Jalen, for giving me this opportunity. It really means a lot. Thanks. Of course, no problem. 